Oh God. Hello, this is the uh, the Jake Light Red Podcast. Welcome back uh, on this week's first episode of the re-release. I'm having a guest interview, first one ever. So write this down in the uh, in the record books. This is the first one on the Jake Albright podcast. Hopefully it goes hopefully it goes smooth. And uh, I'm having Owen Gifford on today. He's my good friend. I grew up with him in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, and uh, played sports together growing up. He's he was probably the best athlete in uh, in our little town growing up. He was, he played football, basketball, baseball. Little bit of everything, but uh, yeah, good, good, uh, good evening, Owen. How are you, man? Hey, I appreciate that. Happy to be here. I think the podcast game and the podcast market is so cool, and I'm really happy to be on here. Appreciate it. Um, I've listened to your stuff, it's good. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah, man. Um, Owen is he's gonna be starting a podcast of his own. Uh, I'm hoping to be having him on uh, uh, as a guest every once in a while, and you know maybe go on his podcast, and I'll be I'll be sure to be be uh, shouting his stuff out, and you guys will be you guys will know where to go to hear uh, hear more of Owen. But to start tonight's show, I think we wanted to to get into uh, to football because you played football, Owen. Where'd you play again? Uh, I played at Bowdoin College. It's a D3 and in Brunswick, Maine. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it was it's a, a pretty far away from Idaho. Pretty far away, but kind of the same thing when you think about it. Kind of the same place. Um, yeah, and I think that, of it's like uh, it's like ocean culture replaced with mountain culture, kind of. Like, but still kind of how shit. I, I think about it. <laughs> still cold as shit. Hey, our mascot is the polar bear. So that tells you. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, hey, like black, I, black, white, and gray unis are icy. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen your unis. Uh, you guys are Nike, right? You guys, you guys have a little hookup. You three get yeah. some hookups. It's yeah, not sponsored. It's not bad. Um, so what I wanted to first talk to you about was just the D three experience. I wanted to uh, to hear about you know what college football was like in Maine, and uh, you know, would would you guys. Just what what was your program like? Uh, you know, how would you how would you compare it? I guess to to major programs and uh, just if you could go over your experience a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's a long story, so hopefully we got time. <laughs> we got we got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Yeah, dude, it was it was a unique experience from the get go. So. Uh, I chose like through the recruiting process, I guess I'll start re- with recruiting, but, uh, cause that's where it started. So, so, okay. See. So to ask a question here, when you were, you played in a small town, small high school, how did you get your name out there? How did you get recruited? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot like finding a job. you got to network. Like, people don't really think about it. No, it's, I'm serious. Like yeah, yeah. I did, you have to, I sent out probably 500 emails um, with my highlight tape uh, from sophomore, junior, senior year, sent it to every single coach I knew. And what I did, I, I went directly to their website, found their email and emailed them and emailed them multiple it's times. Easy. It's like, that it's, easy. Yeah. And then you also have to do, you do have to go to camps. Camps help. So I did, I did the tour because I was thinking like best case scenario, uh, I could play like in the Ivy League, best case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So I did the Ivy League tour because and a lot of coaches were coming like from smaller schools, like from D1 all the way down to D3, NAIA, all the divisions. And so I did, let's see. So the summer after my junior year, I did, I went to the East Coast and I did Columbia, Brown, Harvard. um, Yeah, Columbia, Brown, and Harvard. Oh, and Dartmouth. So I did those four camps. Yeah, so I went to those four camps and I talked to some coaches and I met the Bowden coach um, at the Coliseum of Harvard, which wow. was a sick place to like just play football at. And we were running oh, like yeah. I did 40s. I did a combine at each of these. And then we did seven on seven, things like that. And I was playing wide receiver and DB because they let you switch positions. Yep. yep. Um, That's so, so <laughs> yeah, so I, I went up to the boat or the boat coach came up to me. He's like, I've been watching you play. You played well today. How about we have you up to campus? And uh, when I went up to like visit Bowdoin, we had a tour and that was like the first time. That was, that was when it all started. And and you, Bowdoin wasn't, did you, had you ever heard of Bowdoin before you met the coach? Uh, honestly, no, but like no. my mom's from, <laughs> my mom's from Massachusetts, uh, from the Cape. So like I have been to the East coast a bunch, but it was funny cause I was looking at Bowdoin and I was looking at Claremont McKenna. So I was literally oh, wow. looking at the opposite ends of, um, everything <laughs> like of everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, what I was getting at there was, I really, it, it, I think it happens a lot with, with smaller division players that you, you, you go to these camps and, and you go to these division one camps. And even though you might not get your, your goal, your division one scholarship or offer, whatever, you're still going to meet so many coaches. Like you're going to meet so many division three, division two, NAIA. Like if you, I guess if we're going to like put a theme to what we're talking about right now, I just want people to know if you're a young athlete, like, you can play college sports like you can be like it's if you want to like you can email every coach you can like someone's going to say yes go to every camp you can there's going to be one coach there that needs someone on their team and um yeah I think that's that's kind of interesting to me that um you fell on that same kind of path there that um you went to a to a camp and, and met a coach and you had no idea the school and all of a sudden you're, you're playing football there. So yeah, that's it's pretty facts. cool. It's just the way it goes sometimes, dude. That is also uh, one thing to mention. If like you have some younger viewer, viewers in high school, coaches love three sport athletes. Like when I was in high school, I was thinking about quitting basketball and I wish I took it more seriously and like played three sports and just had fun because they love that you, it shows that you're really flexible and adverse and that you're an athlete. And that's what they look for. Honestly. I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Uh, as you know, I quit everything for basketball and uh, I really regret that looking back. I mean, not regret. I hate using that word, but looking back, I do wish um, I would have kept playing soccer and, and football and, and baseball and everything. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, you don't realize it until now, but, those things it, you 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 get to play sports for like five years really or like six years and then it's just done so yeah and you never know when it can end like this year 
obviously my senior year just like ended with COVID, which is crazy. What a yeah, crazy year. I mean, that's, that might be one of the biggest cliches in sports, right? Play every game like it's your last player. But hey, what I true, say though. is it's a cliche because it's true. Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's a truth behind every cliche for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. There's a truth behind every cliche. And I mean, cliches are cliches because they get used so often. So I 100% agree with that. And I actually have a question for you. Um, kind of a, I don't want to call it a theory I've been working on, but just something that I've been thinking about and noticing in college athletes, because I'm, I'm in college, I'm of, of college age. So I, I, you know, talk to the people that I grew up with who are now playing college sports. And what I've come to realize and what I want to ask you, because um, I haven't talked to a football player about this, to be honest, I've only talked to basketball players. Looking back at you as an athlete in high school compared to you as an athlete after training in college, do you how what like what percent or like grade would you give your high school self compared to your college self? <laughs> uh I feel like I have to go into the whole story to like explain that, but uh, I, <laughs> well, that's perfect. I mean, that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I am so much better just like physically, mentally, emotionally in college now than I was in high school and just like and better at sports. I bet you can guess that's the answer I get from every single person I ask. Um, yeah, definitely. Because it's about like, we can talk about this forever. I have so many thoughts about this, but it's just about getting better every day. Like, it's like we're not all LeBron James. We're not all LeBron James. No, but you got to try like, to be. No, no, but you do. But I'm saying it's like incrementally you have to understand that you have to get better every single day. It's about consistency. Like, and like the best players, even Tom Brady, like LeBron, even those guys, like they're so good for so long because they do the same things every day that make them better. And like, yeah, they understand that they're not perfect and there's no such thing as perfection. Yep. And, um, and it's something that I think is interesting is that it seems like, I guess, you know, the base to my question or like the, the answer to my question is I'm just amazed at the growth that happens from even just one year of going from high school to college. Um, I mean, I felt that I didn't even play college sports, but I felt that as just a person maturity wise, but, I can't imagine as an athlete looking back. I mean, like when you were, when you were a freshman in college, were you just like, I wish I could just go play high school football and just, I would be the best player in the state. Like I would just destroy. Like, is that, is that. Well, I like, I like, I liked college football more, but I get what you're saying. Um, Cause like, I look back at my high school film, like I'll watch it and I'll be like, wrong, wrong, wrong. You're like wrong. The technique is so bad. Like I could have been so much better. And like exactly. part of that is just my self-confidence was not there in high school. I've, I got a lot more self-confidence and like you have to find this balance between being really humble and um, like having self-confidence, but not an ego. So it's like, I'm constantly working on yeah. finding that balance. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It never is set. Like you're never, you, you I, I feel like, and I've learned, that you should never ever think that you're just if you're confident that's it you're confident like now nah, you, you there's going to be times when you don't be confident or something happens and and uh your confidence is shaken but you just got to be able to keep that same mindset and be able to remind yourself that um 
you know, you're going to get back to there. You just got to work for it. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah. when we were talking about for kids, I just – like, so my thing is is I just wish that kids – I mean, I wish I could go back and tell myself this as because I don't – as a basketball player in high school, like, I wish I could just go tell basketball players, and I, I will, is just keep playing because you're going to get so much better. Like, if you think you're bad in high school, it does not matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I've seen horrible, horrible basketball players that I was so much better than in high school become great college basketball players. Just like, become, become starters in Division three because they got to college and just worked their ass off. They got, actually got real coaching for the first time, got in a weight room, and look what happened. And they, like, I just feel like that kids should – they don't see that. They're not told that. I wasn't, I, I wasn't anywhere near knowing that. But – the jump you make from high school to college, it doesn't matter if you're not a good, if you, if you just love the sport and you're, and you're a good athlete and you care about what you do, you are going to be good at it. It just takes time. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree. That's, that's what I was kind of getting at there. Um, and you answered and, it perfectly. And you're saying like, what you're saying is, uh, one second. You know, we gotta get a little water break. Water break, water folks. Break. Water break. Take a little water break. Uh, what you said is like you wish you could go back and tell yourself, or you could wish you could go back and tell basketball players that, and that's what you're doing right now with this podcast, right? Yeah, like, that's I mean, the whole that's what point. I'm trying to do, hopefully, is yeah, uh, but that's the yeah. whole point. So you are doing what what you wish to do in the in a way, right? Well, well, that's that's the thing, man. You gotta you gotta set goals and. Um, you know, make it happen. Um, oh, also another thing I thought about um, is it's just an investment in yourself. Like, think of it like an exponential curve from high yep. school to college. Like, you are you can only, like, if you work hard and do the right things, you'll get better faster. And, like, you can't yep. set your – can't set limits for yourself because um, you can do things. Like, I remember – so, like, I played – my senior year, I played, I was 5'9", and I played at 160 to 165. Uh-huh. And so I put 165 on my huddle, so that makes me think I was probably like 160 or 150. Yeah, a little bit under, a little bit under. And so, but then, so my freshman year of college, I played at, I was still 5'9", and I will, I am still, but I was 185 pounds. And then my um, sophomore year and my junior year, I was 205. So I was playing safety yep. at 5'9", 205. I mean, I saw you. I saw you over the – I mean, because you would go and we'd see each other over the summer. And, uh, yeah, all you guys. I mean, you, Travis, um, some of my friends, the, the Begoviches. And uh, it just – you guys just – it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy what happens in such a short time span when you get proper um, – training and 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 you have a time i mean it's really your it's your job you go to school and and you work out so when you think about it like that i guess it's pretty hard not to improve (laughs) yeah seriously shout out to travis swanson who was a great football player at linfield great yeah we could we could get him on the pod too though i mean yeah he got uh he got he got second team like all conferences up a rookie, a freshman, or something. As like a that. freshman, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Shout out Travis. I hope you're doing well. 
Um, yeah, he's he's yeah, good. Man. Good DN. We're gonna change it up real quick. Um, thank you for thank you for listening again to the Jay Albright podcast. And I just want to take this time to shout out my good friend Jalen Fleming. I shouted him out last week on the podcast. He has a clothing website, loveislove.com. Uh, you can go to his Instagram, Jalen Fleming. Uh, buy some merch, please. He donates all proceeds to homeless people in the uh, central Phoenix area. Uh, he's just a great guy, and uh, I love what he's doing, so please support him. I think we're gonna we're gonna touch some more on your college football and uh, you uh, you told me uh, earlier that you had a knee injury that you had to go through. Uh, what year was it? What what year did it happen? Oh, not a knee injury. It was a, a back not, injury. Back injury. Back injury. That's right. Yeah. So uh, what happened was going into my freshman year, I had just like a bunch of pain in like my left side of my back. I uh, went to a couple doctors. They all told me it was my SI joint. Um, mm. But it wasn't. <laughs> so I, I played that entire freshman year. I played that season. And what happened there was um, I was third string, strong safety. And then the first string got hurt in the first game. He was a great player. <laughs> he forced two fumbles and had a sack in like two minutes. And then unfortunately he got hurt which was oh my god it sucks but he was a very good player and then I worked my way up the depth chart and started eventually for five or six games my freshman year but the whole time like I'm in a lot of pain like I have to go into the trainer I get so I have hip I have hip dysplasia in my right hip um just born with it so my right hip is not a circle or like it's not correctly it doesn't fit it's like a rectangle like a, a golden retriever kind of so I can't I'm not that flexible in my right hip uh and then I I also tore my hamstring my senior year of baseball and that kind of led to everything so I was playing I it turned out anyways I went home I was in so much pain like anytime I lifted my leg straight past 30 degrees I would get shooting pain from my back all the way down through my hip down so affecting your whole body that is yeah down my nerves through my foot and like I was getting so much pain and you see what pain does to your body because I would get hives like I was having an allergic reaction just to my body just because I was in so much pain well your body was probably just trying to recover yeah but it couldn't so anyways, what happened was I went home uh, to Sun Valley. I got an MRI, and it turned out that I had a very severely severely herniated disc in my L4, L5 spine. So what, like, oh, wow. between every single spine, there's, like, a jelly disc, which is um, – yep. So mine, like, tore open um, playing football. And so it was pushing on that nerve that goes through your hip called the piriformis nerve. And it's like connected to your spine. So connects everything, you know, yeah. connects everything. Um, so, if you, I mean, if you don't know about back injuries, if your spine gets screwed up, it, it, your whole body yeah, is it's fucked bad. up. It's bad news. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm 19 years old. They're like, we can't do back surgery on a 19 year old. Like, that's crazy. So I did PT for a long time, but I'm like at this point, like so I've been in pain for so long. 
So I decide my freshman year of college, um, senior, over spring break, I get back surgery. So they, I have about 80% of that a disc now in my lower spine. And when they went in, it's about a two inch cut. It's called a micro discectomy. And they went in and uh, shaved the bone and said, or they found some, some bone spurs because apparently I had a fracture, like a stress fracture from lifting too early, which was a problem. So they shaved that down, cut the disc. And then the craziest thing is I walk out of this surgery, like it's a two inch cut, you have back surgery and you walk out like slowly. But and you walk out of the surgery. You literally walk out of the surgery, which is crazy. Holy God! But you're like you're fucked Did up. Did you on, feel? Was it? Pain, I mean, oh, I guess you were fucked up on painkillers. Yeah, I was gonna say like, did it oxy, automatically feel better? Like, uh, it was supposed to, but it had been in pain so long that it was just so irritated. And then, um, I threw out. By the way, I threw out the oxycotton just because it's so fucked. Like. I didn't want we can we that. can get into that I mean how they do with athletes I mean they should be giving them a whole different substance but that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation yeah um, it is. but uh, but good for you man good for, I'm glad you did that yeah and then I recovered and uh really just uh and then I played five months after that back surgery my sophomore year and, and you and uh, you were healthy all year and I was healthy all year and then I played another year, and, and you played. Like, it was a grind, but yeah. And, and how I decided, yeah, I decided this year, like with Corona, I just want to get my degree. You never know what's gonna happen, so uh, I'm I'm done with football now. And just like after all the injuries, my body's like saying it's time to stop. Well, man, I'm I'm glad, and I want to get a little deeper into that. Uh, my question would be recovery on the recovery side um just mentally can you talk about a little bit how the recovery process you know going from starting and then you find out you have this you have to have back surgery and just talk about how you I want to hear about how you I guess re-motivated yourself because that's a big thing in life is finding motivation when when stuff doesn't go your way stuff stuff happens it happens to everyone not just sports um if you get if you get dumped if you get in a, you know fired whatever might happen. Um, how did you find that, that motivation again to, uh, to continue to train and come back five months later and play a season? Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, so you're usually supposed to go into PT two to four weeks after. And I talked to my doc, my surgeon right after. And I was like, you know, I just, I really want to play football. Just like I was yeah. using football as a motivation to get back because if I didn't get back, like this was not just about football. It was about walking and like being yeah, I mean, back and, like, is a so, serious many, injury. so many things in my life, like doing athletics. But uh, so I went into PT a week and a half in and like the first exercise I did was just breathing, like learning how to breathe wow. with your lungs instead of your, instead of your um, belly. Cause it, it pressures like your back differently. Wow. And uh, so that was a grind. And I did some crazy shit, like looking back on it, like I hiked, I went on a trip to Yosemite on a road trip that summer, um, like three months after. And then I hiked Yosemite Falls and swam at the top of uh, the waterfall at Yosemite Falls, 
which is just like wow. looking back three months after back surgery. That's just fucking nuts. And I don't know where <laughs> that came from. <laughs> Probably not the smartest idea, but you know, you survived yeah. and you had the memory. Yeah. So basically but, my motivation. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I went off track there, but you talked about motivation. Um, basically I'm very motivated by just like the, the people in my life. I think family is so important and friends and like the people who've supported me over my life that motivates me just because I play for them. Like I wrote two away on the bottom of my cleats before every game. Um, it's just like, yeah. and even going through Corona, like it just shows you like how important family and friends are. It's just like, that's all that matters really. And so that's motivating me. And then also just, I do in a way I motivate myself is through visual visualization a lot. Um, Sorry, I'm um, gonna cut that out. They just got home, home dinner and stuff. Um, but yes, Owen, that is awesome. And so what I was, what you were saying about motivation, I think that's awesome. And I think that is, I think, like I was saying earlier, you can then apply Owen's answer to my question uh, about all, all, all walks of life, any type of situation, any type of circumstance you're in. I mean, just think about what you do it for, like the, the people, because I, we went over this a couple months ago on the, on the Jake Albright podcast, but at the end of the day, Owen, at the end of the day, the only people that are really going to be there for you is your family and the people that were there for you uh, from the start. So yeah, that's, exactly. that's what I do it for. And that's, I mean, that's awesome to hear that. That's what, that's what got you out of, out of bed and uh, into the, into the training room. Um, yeah, definitely. That, that's awesome, man. Do you, and, ever, uh, and then, do you ever do? Do you ever do visualization when you played sports? Like, would oh you yeah, use imagery. Yes, um, I definitely. So once again, I just I'm so you know, sad, and I, I hear I, I I heard this my entire playing career. So, of course, I'm just kicking myself in the butt about this. But I I I I really regret not not doing more of it because I did it at the end of, end of my playing career. Um, I did a little bit my sophomore year when we, when I played with you, um, and that was definitely something my dad talked about was um, visualizing. And I I think that's so big because if you don't think you can do it, then you're never ever ever even gonna possibly do it. So to even start to be able to do something, even make a shot in basketball, you have to be able to have the mindset of this shot is going to go in because if you just think that that is not going to happen, it's never, ever going to happen. And so, um, and that's something that, I, and I'm going to be honest, that's something that I've learned um, really and in, in, I guess learned, but really implemented in, in my life um, just over the last couple of years. And uh, so that's something that I regret. I wish I could go back and, and use that more in my playing career. Yeah, it's so important. It just gives you confidence because when you're when you visualize it in your head, and then you're in there in the game, and you always have to visualize success and overcoming problems. So then, when it's like not new to you, when and you feel confident when you when you actually see it in the game. And I didn't know this until recently, but uh, did you know that not everyone has like an inner monologue? Like not really? everyone thinks. Not everyone thinks in sentences in their head. Some people thinking like images so that's why they like think out loud 
Psychologist Owen. This is new. Inf- I've never, ever even thought yeah, of it's this. crazy. Yeah, so, so I like I have a very strong inner monologue. So like in games, I do I'm too. Speaking, I am very. I'm reading body language and like, do you read body language you playing? Yep, I, I I I have a very. I agree with you. I, I guess I, I mean now I guess I'm lucky, but yeah, I have I very very strong inner um, you know, I can I can think in, in complete sentences. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, crazy. I hear what you're saying, and to be able to be on the field and to read people. And to look at what other people are doing, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that that it I mean, if you if you were to talk to any, I bet professional athlete, they would they would tell you the same thing. That's what LeBron does. That's what that's what anyone does. Um, yeah, that's... they visualize and I I they see the play before it happens. I mean, that's another cliche, but um, it, it's true. I mean, if if and I I mean, you you might have got I you probably got there in college. Where the game slowed down enough for you to where where you could start to see things before it happened, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's another I thing did, that people go go ahead. Oh, I just say uh, I was gonna say I did a lot of the play calling at safety, so I did a lot of reading formations and like making play calls off of that, which is fun. That's awesome. Um, well, man, I'm. And and you said you said after your injury you you finished you played two years after that and then this year, sadly yeah. was lost to COVID. Um, yep. So you you sadly your playing career is over. Is that is that what I'm hearing? It is unfortunately. Are we getting are we getting official Owen Gifford retirement on uh, on the Jake Albright pod? Breaking news. <laughs> you are. I will. Like, wow. Yeah, it's been it's not breaking news. It's been like this for a while, but. <laughs> I am done, and uh, yeah, it's. How does it feel? How are you? Yeah, it's sad, but also, and it's just like crazy with Corona, but it's also I'm so grateful for the experiences that I've had, and like my teammates. Another thing that motivated me that I forgot to mention was my teammates and my coaches. Um, They're always pushing you, and you got to play for them too. It's like a community. So, but. Yeah, I totally yeah, man. what I was saying. <laughs> You're all good. It happens. Um, it's kind of late here, man. So, you know, it's late for you. It's really late for you. Owen's out on the, uh, like you said, he's in Maine. So what is it? Yeah. It's 12? Or no, it's 11. It's uh, 11. 15. Yeah, we can, we can do whatever. So oh, Jake here. Uh, it's the next day. I'm editing this podcast. If you've gotten this far through the interview with Owen, thank you so much for listening. That was uh, a great 30 minutes, I would say, on his growth as a football player, uh, dealing with adversity and uh, achieving you know, his goals of playing college football, taking advantage of opportunities that came his way and I think a lot of that stuff can be applied to a young athlete if you're still playing college football or college sports and uh, really anything in life. Whatever you're doing, I think you can apply what Owen and I were talking about. Just try to get better every day. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciated uh, his insight and him delving into some personal topics and, and telling us, you know, some things that I hadn't even heard about Owen. So that was really awesome to hear. Uh, Owen's going to stay on with us. But uh, we are going to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to start talking about the NFL playoffs. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the gambling side of things. He's going to give some game predictions, 
And, uh, yeah, it'll get a little lighter. We'll talk about the NFL this season, the playoffs, and uh, should be really fun, and I'm excited. So, thank you. So, Owen, let's get into the NFL playoffs. You said you had some predictions. I hope, I hope, I hope that you've got some that you've got some spicy ones for us um, uh, because yeah. I do I sure do I got some crazy picks this week um, they might not be right but I know most people don't agree with what I'm thinking so let's get into it uh, we're gonna start with uh, the NFC and what what game with Seattle Rams is what you want to start with yeah we can start with that one all righty so. Uh... I mean, we got we got Russell Wilson versus. Uh, I haven't heard the latest. I don't know about you, but from what I'm hearing, it seems like we might be getting John Wolford. And if yeah, we do get I'm Jared sure. Goff, if we do get Jared Goff, it would be it would be a a, a hurt Jared Goff. Um. So what are what are your thoughts um, on this game? Uh, for you, I don't know if you care about gambling too much, but the line is at three right now. For uh, Seattle, so Seattle's favored by three points. Um, so gotcha. let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, so I think the Rams have one of the best, if not the best, defense in the league. Uh, they have Aaron Donald, who's the best player in the playoffs. They have Jalen yep. Ramsey, top three corner, and Darius Williams mm-hmm. on the other side, really good rookie. Also, yep. John Johnson the third, their strong safety, or maybe he plays three, but. Uh, he was pro football's finest uh, third-ranked safety this year. So, like, wow, their DBs are nice, and they have Leonard Floyd, who just got a, a sack in Week 17 for $1.25 million. Yep, yep, that's <laughs> the best sack of his life right there. I guarantee it. Yes, seriously. Imagine that. That'd be the best thing in the world. I, I can't imagine before. Can you? They were saying on the pregame show. He's gonna have he's gonna have one sack and seven false and seven offsides, three yeah, neutral zone infractions. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. But uh, jumping, I think Ramsey he just like has extremely good mirror technique, and DK is kind of tight in the hips. He's a great receiver. Like don't get me wrong, DK is a really good receiver, but Jalen Ramsey has really good technique. He like press bail. He's a solid I corner. The X's and O's of football, baby. Listen, people, this dude, he's talking about technique. He's talking about hips. Please listen. He knows what he's talking about. You're not going to find find much better information. So, DB, as a a former DB yourself, Jalen Ramsey, I think he's, I think he's, you said yourself, he's top three. Um, Yeah. I think that was one of the, I think that was one of the rare trades that actually worked out where they traded – I think they traded two or three first-round picks, and uh, it actually worked. So, yeah, it was a great trade. Him and Jair Alexander for Green Bay, very good yep, I would I would put those up there. I mean, we're probably uh, forgetting Tredavious one. White. Tredavious White, really good. Yes. Um, but anyways, <laughs> final pick. So looking, have, looking at – you think, you think matchup-wise, if we're going to look at this from a matchup perspective, yeah, the Rams. I think they match up very well with Seattle um, defensively, and I, I mean their defense probably matches up well with every single team in the league. Um, it was actually Pro Football Focus's uh, number, or yeah, Pro Football Focus's number one rated defense. Um, they caught up with the Steelers. They were the Steelers were like ten points ahead of everybody all year, and uh, the Rams finished out the year so well that they caught up with them. 
So yeah. they, I mean, th- that's why they're in the playoffs. And uh, do you think, what do you think about that matchup with Seattle? Uh, basically, I think that the defense is going to make a lot of plays. I think they're going to shut Russ down. Russ is not going to cook today. And Jer- whoever's playing quarterback, they're going to hand the ball off to Cam Akers and Henderson and do play action they're gonna do passes. Some fun- like they're going to do some funky, some funky uh, <laughs> motions and, and formations. They're going to throw and- it. Yeah, they're going to throw it to Cooper Cup and, and uh, Robert Woods 10 times each. And they're going to get the dub 23 to 20. They're going to get a turnover. Wow. Wow. I, uh, I agree with you, Owen. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if you watched the, uh, the Rams Cardinals game last week, but living in Arizona, I am forced to watch every single Cardinals game. So I got to watch John Wolford and, uh, watching John Wolford last week. I love him. Maybe not. That's a strong word. I really, really like John Wolford. Um, I think he could even be, I don't want to, he's, so he's like a, I don't want to get myself in trouble by saying he's better than Jared Goff, but I think for what he does for the Rams, especially right now, he could be a better fit. He's a, he's very mobile. Um, he's a short, shorter quarterback who's very mobile. So he gets out of the pocket at any chance he gets, um, and, he, and he can get first downs, he can get out of bounds, uh, which is something Jared Goff doesn't do. And if you look at the Rams over the year, that was pretty much their one weakness was when it came down to it, Jared Goff wouldn't perform, wouldn't come up in these big games. And one of the reasons he has limitations is because he's not a mobile quarterback. And so when he can't just stand in the pocket and throw, he's not going to be able to be successful. And uh, I think I, I coming back, sorry, sorry about the ramp, but coming back to all that, I think John Wolford could be a better, better play for the Rams and I think they might even have a better chance to win the game um saying all that I'm very hesitant to pick against Russell Wilson um I I just he's so much better than the other quarterback on the other team that I just I don't know I don't know I I think it would take a lot for him to lose but the Rams also have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey so you made very good points and uh it's it's hard for me to argue that the Rams at least aren't going to keep this close. I think I think this line being at three, I think that's a very accurate line. Um, this game is going to be close. It's going to come down to the wire. These teams have already played each other twice this year, um, division opponents. So they know each other like the back of their hand. And uh, it's going to be a good game. So really that's good game. that. Moving on, we're going to go – we're going to keep going through the NFC – uh, let's touch on – I'm going to save my favorite game for last, which might surprise you. Uh, right. Actually, never mind. Never mind because this, this game is trash. New Orleans and Chicago, we can do this one kind of quick. Um, New right. Orleans is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. It's probably going to get to ten. Um, it's just I, – I, I see a blowout. But if you see something different, Owen, or if you see something, let me – I love. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> no, Saints are going to kill the Chicago Bears. <laughs> This is their yeah. last year of being relevant. They're going to be fucked by the salary cap next year. Uh, they're $91 million over the cap space. So this is most, their last year. Most people year. talk about Breeze, but I don't even think Breeze and Taysom Hill matter. It's, it's the salary cap. They have, they have fucked themselves yeah. by signing all these players um, every offseason. That's a great point. They have, they have screwed themselves. Wow. And it's it's gonna catch so bad. Up. So they're all in. They're very motivated. Everyone knows it. The only way Chicago wins this game, I think, is if they hand the ball off to David Montgomery like 35 times. 
and and, and then Khalil only... Mack gets Khalil Mack <laughs> has four sacks and somehow they pick off. Well, I guess you know I get. I mean I don't want to wish injury, but if we're gonna talk about a path to victory, it would be hit Breeze in the ribs in the first quarter and then control but the Taysom game. and Jameis can are capable. I I hundred percent agree with you, and that's where I don't even think it could matter because um. I th- I just think the Saints are so good. They're so good on offense. They're so good on defense. They did. A, they might have called in a little favorite of the league, gotten that game pushed back a day so Kamara can play. But yeah. um, I agree with you. I just think I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, probably yeah. both of us saying that. That means that Chicago is going to win on a miracle. But you know, that's that's how <laughs> no. it goes. Um, so yeah. now the last NFC game, which I am so excited to talk about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Um, Owen, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, Washington, they're very young. They have a very good pass rush, pass rush in uh, future defensive player of the year, Chase Young and Montez yep. Sweat. Uh, the Fuller, I don't know who their other corner is, but one of them is Fuller. They're pretty young. They have good. And, they have good young corners. Yeah, good young corners. And like Bruce Arian said in an, in an interview today, like when Alex Smith is playing, they're five and one. That's This is an entirely different team. Yes. Um, and I have been saying that all year. <laughs> yeah. So like Dwayne Haskins, that was a horrible bust, which is tough to which see. Which is too bad. Too bad. And uh, so anyways, the Redskins are the third team in NFL history to go to the playoffs under 500. Like, they're very good, and I think they're young, and they're going to be good in a few years. But I just can't bet against my boy, Tom Brady. <laughs> like, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's going to get the dub. Which, 24, okay, so here's 24-17. 24-17. 24-17, okay. So now, Owen, here's where Vegas gets you. Because if you were going to bet on this game, you would want to bet on the football team because the line is eight. And that is why I am betting on the football team, Owen, because – I have a question for you. You are a uh, you are a diehard New England Patriots fan. You have watched. Yeah, this is true. You have watched probably every Patriots playoff game, which means you have seen every Super Bowl win. You've seen all your AFC championships. You've seen it all. But that also mm-hmm. means you've seen the losses, correct? They might not happen yes, a lot, but you've course. seen the losses. No, of course. How do you beat and Owen? How do you beat Tom Brady? Uh, you beat Tom Brady by pass rush. Like that's you need to get pressure in his face. And like, and what, is, and what did you say Washington can do? What is Washington? No, do? I get is, that. What did they I get do? That. Also, what time? I think this game is late, and Brady is bad, uh, late time because and it's because in Washington. So can we get a little snow? Brady hates no. the cold. I think they'll also be motivated. No, I think it's a good bet. I just can't Washington. Bet my Washington. That's like a loyalty thing. No, I understand. I understand. I'm just saying from a gambler's perspective, if you are not looking to bet Washington. I just I can't understand your thinking because Tampa Bay is without Mike Evans. They're without their best linebacker and Devin White. They um, are going to Washington. It's cold. It's a night game, like you said. Tom Brady passed his 8:30 bedtime. It's 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 not good. And Washington, another thing you said, Owen, you were bringing up great points. Washington is five and one with Alex Smith. Alex Smith might not be the best quarterback in the league. He's not going to run. He's not going to. Guess what Alex Smith does? He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't throw six. He doesn't. If you're in the red zone, he is going to get you three points at the very worst, and he's going to get you seven points 
at the very best. Like he's not going to throw a pick in the red zone. He's not going to, he's, he's not going to lose you the game. Okay. And so what I think that stat tells me and what I've been thinking, and that just proves what I've been, been thinking is they're a good football team. They have a great defense. They have Terry McLaughlin. They have um, Antonio Gibson. They have great skill position players. They have a good offensive line. It was Dwayne Haskins. That was the problem. And so I just thought that once they put in Alex Smith, who we we all know before this year, we all knew who Alex Smith It's not like Alex Smith did anything crazy this year. We all knew this was coming. It's not like Alex Smith is playing worse than we thought. It's, not like, it's crazy. I don't know how he does it, but he is probably one of the most consistently average quarterbacks I have ever seen in my life. He doesn't play bad. He doesn't play good. He's just – he's going to give you 60% completion, 250 yards, and two touchdowns, and you might win the game. You might not, but it's not going to be his fault. And so I think, you know – He was a first-round pick. First-round pick. First over, yeah, he was first overall. No, he was first he? overall. He was first overall out of Utah. Um, yeah. I just I just love the spot. And, I mean, even you love it. I can tell. I can tell in your voice. I can tell it. Yeah. No, um, I believe in Washington. I'm just like – Tom Brady. Like I, I, love, bet, I love the storyline. I would be very hesitant to bet on Tom Brady losing a game, but Washington at plus eight. If you are a gambler out there, if you're looking to put money on something, Washington plus eight is um is almost as good of a bet you're gonna get this weekend, considering all these lines are uh they're scrutinized, they're bet on, and uh I mean Vegas knows what they're doing by now. So you're not gonna get many opportunities to to bet on a team. Uh, Ron Ron Rivera and Alex Smith are and Alex Smith are also good stories. So there's great stories. I mean, they both. I mean, I put it lightly, but it's not. They both beat death. So I mean, yeah, that's that's a pretty good story. And I mean, they they definitely have a have a yeah respected team, good locker room. Um, I I really like Washington. I like what they did this year. I think they're gonna be good. They just need to find a quarterback. Um, maybe it's not this year in the draft. Maybe they need to trade for one. Maybe it's Carson Wentz. Maybe it's Matthew Staff. I don't know. Matt but Ryan. I, that's another good one. I think they're, they're definitely one of those teams like Miami was last year um, or even this year because Miami didn't make the playoffs. But they're one of those teams that's, that's young and uh, up and coming. So I like that. I like, you know, I agree with you. It's tough to bet against Tom Brady. But if you're, if you're betting the spread, uh, Washington is a good play there. So we are going to get into the uh, AFC now. And uh, this is where we've got some great games in the AFC. Um, we're going to save the game of the weekend, Tennessee-Baltimore, for last. So let's start with uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, that is the last game on Sunday night, uh, Cleveland is uh i hate to say this they are a shit show and uh that's kind of an understatement i think uh they have no head coach this week their offensive coordinator is going to call plays for the first time all year um they're without their best uh offensive lineman uh batino and who knows who else is going to be out with covid or test positive or who knows what's going to come up uh they've they're dealing with the covid outbreak over the last three weeks. And uh, so what do you think, Owen? Do you think that with – they're going to get their wide receivers back. They're going to have Mayfield. They're going to have Miles Garrett. I, I just, do, you, do you think they even have a chance now? 
this one was a hard one for me to pick just because I want the Browns to win. I want them to. We all do. We like, all do so bad, man. We all <laughs> like, there was so, so much bad. pain. Remember, like, 28-year-old rookie Brandon Whedon? Uh, like, so, that I, was painful. So, so I want them Manziel. to win. And, like, a lot of credit to Jarvis Landry for changing the culture there. Yep, uh, 100% agree with you. But, like, Big Ben's still solid. Juju, even though, like, People people sleep on Juju how big he is for a slot receiver. Like he's a massive massive guy, and he does a lot of dirty work over the middle. Um, and like Claypool and Deontay Johnson on the outside, they're gonna win. I I, I just think the Steelers are gonna win 28-24. 28-24. Okay. All right. I think I think you're right. I think while I would be shocked if the Browns won, I would also be shocked if the Browns got blown out just because they played the Steelers last week. They're going to have fresh game film. They're going to have, they know what's going to, you know, then this is their third time playing them this year. Like I said earlier, um, division opponents, when they play each other, especially the third time around, even the second time around, they know each other, they know what they're going to do. And those games are going to be close pretty much no matter what. Um, so like we saw last week, I mean, Cleveland had to win that game. That was probably the biggest game in Cleveland's uh, Browns history in 25 years. And Pittsburgh played all their backups, and Pittsburgh still almost won. So I just think these two teams are too close. They know each other too well. Um, it's it's going to be close. But I, I agree with you. I think I think Ben Roethlisberger, uh, their wide receivers, they, they, they got a lot of injuries on defense, but they still have probably the best defensive outside defensive linemen in the league and uh, T.J. Watt, and uh, I, I, I think it's just going to be too much. They have too much experience. And also, I mean, Cleveland's going to be nervous. Cleveland's going to be very, very nervous. Um, so I, 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 I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh's going to win that game. Uh, anything else you have on that game? Nope. That's all I had. All right. All righty, we will move on. Now, these two last games, uh, I've, I've kind of saved the, uh, the ice cream for last year. Because uh, gotcha. these two are just some some great football games. I mean, you, you better be sitting down and doing nothing for these games. Uh, the first one is Buffalo and Indianapolis. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo is going to allow, I think it's a couple thousand fans in the stadium. Yeah, they're probably fresh off the uh, the Capitol protest today, but totally, totally fine. Um, we're not going to discuss that. Um, <laughs> So Buffalo's going to have fans. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now. The Colts are 11-5. and five. They barely got in the playoffs. They got Phillip Rivers, who no one believes in. Uh, rookie running back. Their defense, they got a bunch of no names. What, what, do you, what are you thinking here, Owen? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, so I like the combination. Like, I like both these teams. I like the combination of Jonathan Taylor and Hines at running back. They're very athletic, very good backs. Phillip Rivers played well, and he always he he basically played like he did in his, his entire career, like like not yeah. elite, not elite, but good. Um, but like, also a little Phillip Rivers magic. He choked a couple games, threw a couple picks. I like the combination. Yeah, Bills and the Colts. I like the combination of Jonathan Taylor and Hines. Very athletic backs, elusive backs. Jonathan Taylor had 200 yards last week. Really good. He's one really of the best good. rookie 
I think he he won the rookie running back because James Robinson missed the last couple of games, but he's he's up. He, him and James Robinson were the two best running backs out of this rookie class for sure. Yeah, they were good. And Philip Rivers played like he always does. Um, good, not elite. Strange arm angle that like really makes me angry for some reason. It it, it, it makes me angry too. Um, I I don't understand how he can throw a ball like more than twenty yards. Like I just yeah. I, like it looks so. Um, hard. I don't. I don't understand. But he also has some of that Philip Rivers magic. Throws some picks to lose you games, and just does some horrible, horrible things. Um, yeah. Chargers fans know they went through it for however long, and now myself as a Colts fan, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm mentally preparing myself. Um, is all I'm gonna say for, for something to happen. Um, I don't know what it would be. I mean, the Chargers have the truth now, so. Maybe you'll get that. They do. You'll get someone good, they too. They do. Well, I, I, I mean, a little side note. If uh, if the Colts get Matthew Stafford, I think they're winning the Super Bowl next year. But that would be my hot take for uh, for the offseason. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, so, looking but, at this game. Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, back to it. I think Josh Allen is elite. He's very good. He's only 24 years old. <laughs> Stephon Diggs is a superstar. There's a really good article on the Players Tribune by Dion Dawkins, who's the left tackle for the Bills. Uh, he talks about oh, really? Stefan. Yeah, he talks about Stefan and like his impact in the Bills. And he's only 27, but he just like does shit differently. He's like, a different guy. They have Tre'Davious White, like I said earlier, and Tremaine Edmonds has played three years in the NFL, and he's 22 years old. Like, really? That's insane. And he's like productive. He's had 100 tackles. Like the man is crazy. He was, he was our first round draft pick a while ago. Yeah, he's like almost um, as old as me, three years in the league. But anyways, I actually have the Bills in the Super Bowl. <laughs> 31, so 31-17 really? this game, yeah. 31-17. Well, Owen, this is our first disagreement, and, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to break it down for you why I think – I think the Colts might, might not win this game because of Phillip Rivers, but I think it's going to be close. And uh, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Um, and here's why. You said it yourself. They have – the Colts have the best – one of the best running backs, um, the best rookie running back probably. And I'd say maybe, you know, if you look at running back and how long they last and if we want to just capitalize on someone's career, I would probably take Jonathan Taylor top five in a running back draft right now. Um, I don't know about you. But if you combine that with the Colts' offensive line and you look at pro football focus – the Colts have the number three run game in the uh, in the entire NFL, and uh, if you followed the NFL for a while, the words the Colts have the number three run defense, and they have a top ten defense, and their passing game is the reason they're not going to win the Super Bowl. That would shock a lot of people. I mean, as a Colts fan, I never thought that would happen. That's like saying the sun's not going to come up tomorrow morning. I, that's just I I never thought that would be the case. But here we are. We're being carried by our run game and our defense. And uh, if you look at pro football focus, the Colts are number three at run defense, like I said, behind the, uh, the Titans and the Ravens. But the number 30th run defense team in the league is the Buffalo Bills. Um, and so if we're going to look for, you know, if you want to look for, for weaknesses in the matchup, I think that's a, that's a huge, huge weakness that, I know the Colts are going to exploit because that's what the Colts have been doing all year is running the ball down teams' throat. 
And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, cold weather up in Buffalo, if the Colts could maybe, you know, get a touchdown early, control the game, run the ball, it could be close, you know. And, and if, if Josh Allen's dealing with some nervousness, a lot of pressure is on him. I mean, you're not the only freaking person to, to predict they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. I could see it all, you know, crashing down, coming, you know, Josh Allen has a bad game once in his life and, and the Colts just run run the ball. And I could see it. I could see it. Phillip Rivers has done it himself. Um, for the Colts, he beat Peyton Manning um, back in like 2010 or something with Darren Sproles. But, uh, you know, same same way, just run the ball. And uh, I, I – I, I hate to say it, it might be a little bit of bias because I'm a Colts fan, but I at least like the Colts um, at the spread of seven. I think they're going to keep it close. Um, but you you disagree, so we're someone's going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to be wrong. I just think the Colts defense has been inconsistent at the end of uh, at the end of the season, and like the emotion of the players. You got to think about the emotion of the players. Yep. Um, well, I'm just saying it could be a little too much. Too much. I know Bills Mafia is just such a good fan base, and they're gonna want they're gonna want to win for them after this crazy year. Like they're gonna be very motivated up there in Buffalo. I I I feel like an idiot saying it. I'm probably gonna be very wrong, but I. You never know. You never know. And I, I, as a gambler, any given Owen, Sunday, uh, any given yeah. Sunday, any given Sunday, and as a gambler, I just that that spread at being at seven. Um, I think it's I think it's a little high. And uh, I definitely just I, – I think I think all I'm saying, I guess, is I think the game's going to be close, which uh, a lot of people are not predicting, um, which including you. So, yeah. we'll see. I'm very excited for that. It should be a great game. And uh, so, all those are going to be great games. And, uh, you know, just a lot of good football on. But, Owen, as a football player yourself, I don't know. If uh, if you're gonna get any more smash mouth in your face, run it into your damn soul. Who is going to break first than Derrick Henry versus the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? It's it's gonna be a bloodbath. The the Ravens are coming for revenge. They lost last year to the Titans in the playoffs. The Titans are. So good. I mean, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill has been playing out of his mind. He's a top five quarterback. No one wants to admit it. But if you look at his stats last 16 games, it's he's he's Mahomes. It's ridiculous. Um, and and their defense isn't great, but it's league average. It's enough to get him get him in. And uh, we'll see. I mean, contractor Cito do it again, man. Can he carry? Can he carry the Titans? Who knows? I think, uh, like the Titans' defense is just not good enough. You I really think the Ravens. I really think the Ravens are going to win this game. They're on a five-game win streak. They're they're looking like the Ravens of last year. MVP Lamar. They understand now. They're just like hard-nosed football. Like that's their identity. They have Dobbins, Edwards, Ingram, Justice Hill. Like they have so much depth at running back. They have they can do so, so much running back depth. I mean, that's Derrick Henry for 400 yards last week. Yeah, like Derrick Henry is is so good though. Have you ever seen the picture so, of him staring standing next to Mark Ingram like that? Oh picture? yeah, oh yeah. And just, I have you seen have you seen his high school stats? 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a video if, game if, if you are listening to this podcast right now and you have never seen uh, Derrick Henry's high school statistics, uh, go look that up right now. And uh, you're probably going to laugh for about 30 minutes. And then you're going to look at it again. And then you're going to laugh for another 30 minutes. And then you're going to think it's made up because that just it, – it should not it should not be real. I mean, he rushed – I think it was for – 4,000 yards in a season or something. It was like he was averaging like 400 yards a game. It was just, almost like a touchdown a carry. He was almost averaging a touchdown. Yeah. Just come on, man. Yeah, like 15 yards a carry. I mean, so, I mean, it, it might be time to start looking at him as, as an all-time great athlete. Um, I think he's definitely already an all-time great running back. But just as an athlete in general, uh, he is special. Imagine having him and CJ 2K on the same team. <laughs> well, Titans fans, I mean, they have, they've been dog-god awful for 20 years, but they have the last 2,000-yard rushers. Two of them, but yeah, the last two. two. So the, I've, twi- Titan Twitter was going crazy about that. Hey, good you CJ and what, what do you think about Tannehill? Like I said, I, I don't think – okay, I just thought of this. I think it's a great analogy, to be honest. I think he's a way better version of Alex Smith. I think he's I someone that. that that is not going to lose you the game, is a game manager, but he's a game manager in the best possible way. Like he can, he can get you yards on the on the ground. He he's a little bit more mobile than Alex Smith obviously now, but even I think Alex Smith in his prime he's pretty he's a little bit more mobile and uh he doesn't make mistakes and I think he just he makes the big throws. Um, they have one or two big plays every game that A.J. Brown or uh, Corey, Corey Davis is another guy that not many people know about, but he uh, he's, he's a really, really good wide receiver. Um, he was a first-round pick, but then everyone thought he was a bust or, you know, we didn't really hear about him. And yeah. uh, I think this might be his third year in the league, but uh, he's one of the top-rated wide receivers on Pro Football Focus. And, uh, I mean, just watching him, he's he's a beast. He's everything Imagine he having. He Imagine having DK and AJ Brown on a college team, which they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, Owen, I I'm actually gonna pull something up for you now that you bring that up, because I I have a picture here of Ohio or not Ohio State. I'm sorry, Alabama's 2017 uh, skill positions. Are you ready for their roster? Their skill position roster. I'm ready. This is almost as funny as Derrick Henry's statistics. Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Cam Sims, Robert Foster, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith, Herb Smith, Bo Scarborough, Damian Harris, Howling, uh, whatever, he's on the league. And then, oh, yeah, this guy named Najee Harris. That's, that is dirty. <laughs> That's like five <laughs> NFL wide receivers and four yeah, yeah. NFL running backs. Like, what? Calvin Ridley and Jerry Judy run nasty routes, too. And then, and then that, they're not even the best wide receiver of the group. No, and, like, Alabama's And then Henry and Ruggs. Like, and, like, Julio's been there, too. Like, so good. Yeah, I, I think um, I, that, that, that Alabama team might be looked at like those, uh, those Miami teams were. Yeah, um, very good. And same with that LSU team. That LSU team from last year, I mean, they Justin Jefferson probably going to win Rookie of the Year. Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be a star. And then um, they've got a guy coming out this year who I think is going to be better than uh, 
Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in the league in a couple years. His name is Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Patrick he Queen actually, on, the, on the Ravens. Patrick Queen, Devin Smith on the Buccaneers is starting. He's one of their best defensive players. Um, Grant Delpit. They've got a bunch of guys in the secondary. And then they've got it. And then in the secondary, they had three first round or three draft picks in the, from the secondary this year. And that wasn't even the best player from the secondary. The best player is this guy named Derek Stingley, who is the number one cornerback um, coming out of high school. And uh, he's a sophomore this year. So I think he has one more year in college. But uh, when he comes out, he's going to be one of those guys that's a top 10, top 10 cornerback. Um, so remember his name, Derek Stingley. He is a, he's going to be top 10. All right. So, anyways, back to the game. Uh, yes, back to the game. Sorry about back to little, the game. Uh, Sorry about the rant. But what happened. Yeah. So, Owen, uh, what, what did you? I don't think you even gave your prediction yet. No, I'm just saying, real quick. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, two of the best turnover corners in the game. Uh, Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson is terrific in the red zone. He has 47 touchdowns and zero picks in the red zone since 2018. And I think the Ravens are just on a roll, and they're going to win 38-24. They're going to cruise 38 24. Okay. So, my only question to you then would be what about this this bug that Lamar, the, the playoff bug? You think you can finally get over the hill hey, and, and win a like, game? I mean, we're talking about getting better earlier. Talk about two guys who can get better. Ryan Tannehill was trash in Miami and got significantly better. He and he uh, got a couple AFC championship last year. Crazy. Yeah, but uh, like Lamar Jackson, I think I think he's ready for the moment. I think he learned from the last playoffs, and I think he's ready to win some playoff games. I love it. I I, I kind of just teed you up to say that, to be honest, because I love Lamar Jackson. I'm such a big Lamar. I hope he I hope he wins a game. I hope he wins a playoff game. But and and I think a big problem with with what everyone says is people forget that the dude is like 21, 22. Yeah, so young. Um, or maybe he was so 22. Much. So he might be 23 now or something, but he is so young and this is only his fourth year in the league. And I mean, if we're looking at other fourth year quarterbacks and what we, how much leeway we give them, I mean, Baker Mayfield, like this is his fourth year and, and we're celebrating him finally getting his team in the playoff when Lamar Jackson has been doing this since his rookie year. So I think it's definitely unfair. I think that I hope the Ravens win. Um, like I said earlier, it's gonna, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Um, I think it's just gonna be a field goal either way. So from a gambling perspective, if you can get, I got the Titans at three and a half, but the line is now at three, and so I think it might just stick there um, at three. Hold up. Oh, <laughs> uh, and one like. One thing about the Ravens is Harbaugh is a great coach. He's really like good motivator, and players really want to play for him. That's one reason I like the Ravens too. And Hollywood Brown and, and Mark Andrews are getting better. Mark Andrews is a big body in the red zone, and Hollywood Brown just needs to get crisper with his routes. But he's on the way. He's definitely improved were, um, as been, the year went on. Yeah, people have been down on him this year, though. Yeah, and I well, what I've noticed is the last couple of weeks he's definitely played better. Um, I think he had a touchdown last week and a, a touchdown the week before. But, yeah, he's definitely a player that got written off um, early in the year as uh, – I don't know if you want to call it a bust, but people just kind of wrote him off. Um, 
and forgot about him when I, I, he's he's a second year player so he's got so much time and he's so young and uh yeah I think he's gonna be he's gonna be really good and Mark Andrews is uh I had him on fantasy so I uh yeah he he was he was solid I mean he's 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 a good he's a good a tight end out of Kelsey and uh outside of Kelsey probably as you can get um just reliability and uh what he does every George game. Kittle what about George Kittle Thank you, Owen. Thank you. Outside of Kittle and Kelsey, because the I mean, yeah. it's crazy when you look at those two. Um, they're elite. They're elite, and like not even close. Are you? I mean, because this is this is just a football argument, I guess. Um, do you think that Kelsey is a is a tight end? Would you or would you just? Because people yeah, are like, I, oh, he's I just do. a big wide receiver. He doesn't block, and uh, I mean that's uh, just because it doesn't block. That's also their offense. Like they run that that spread kind of look, that West Coast offense. Yeah, so, no, exactly. Uh, I I don't, yeah, I don't think it's anything against him. He's a tight end, and like second, he had the second most yards in the league this year. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, that's just so crazy. And yeah, Stefan Stefan passed him because remember Kelsey was leading for a while, and everyone Sports Center was going yeah. crazy about that, and. Shout him out. for Stefan. That was a great game by, by him. Yeah, that was. Well, it won me a fantasy championship. So, um, Congratulations. I, was happy about that. I know, I know no one cares about your fantasy football team. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but so yeah. I think that, uh, that's all the games. Let's just quickly review. So you had, let's see, you had Tampa Bay, Seattle, and New Orleans. No, I or had no, you Rams. had the Rams. You had the Rams. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You had the Rams for the upset. You had Tampa Bay because you're riding with Tommy. And yep. you think New Orleans is going to blow them out. Yep. While I think I, – I agreed with you on the Rams, and I agree with you on New Orleans, but I think that uh, I'm smelling a little upset. I'm, I'm sniffing a little. They're going to get a little pressure. It's going to be cold. We're going to get a little before the game, bunch of stories about Ron Rivera and Alex Smith, and it's going to be – nighttime i just it could get it could get uh it could get sticky for tom um <laughs> with his new team and he doesn't have belichick there to bail him out on defense and i don't know i don't know um i think that game could surprise a lot of people um and the other the my other upset i guess transitioning into the afc was uh i think uh i think indy could win too which you were not I disagree with, with. Yeah, not about that. I'm all in on the Bills. You are all in on the Bills. I think they're going to be the next like very good team, fighting with fighting with the Chiefs for the AFC consistently. So okay, so getting into that, Owen, who going forward? Because after these rounds, we're gonna we're gonna start getting uh you know we're start weeding out the weeding out the bad teams, weeding out the bad quarterbacks. We'll probably say goodbye to John Wolford and and Alex Smith and all these guys. But these next rounds, you said you had uh, you had predictions. So let's. I, I want to hear what you think. Uh, you think going oh, next forward. round? Yeah. So the Packers would play the Rams. The Packers and, would play the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers playing at a, an insane elite level. Devonte Adams is his releases are insane. You want to if you're young receiver and you want to look at releases, watch Devonte Adams and Keenan Allen highlights. Doesn't he he splits, doesn't he? I think I read some 
Does he use uh, like a split step? Yeah, and like he's just really good. With, he has really good shake at the line. People yeah, can't really. He, that him. was what I read. Was his it, his movement at the line and his footwork and what he does at the line is is what I read yeah. separated him from everyone else. Also, Rogers can just throw like dimes on corner routes and. Like, you don't even think he's open, and he fucking is, so. He's the best. I've yeah. been saying for a couple years now, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, I think it's hard to argue that there's anyone. Maybe, you know, obviously people have more accomplishments, more achievements, more stats, but the dude is a dude. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, he's like, very talented. Very talented. I mean, if we even remember the, the Dallas game from, like, four years ago, all those throws he was making in that game. And then you go back to the Super Bowl and you go back to the Seattle NFC championship game um, where they almost, they should, they should have made the Super Bowl that year. He's, he's been around for so long and he's so good. Um, so I, I'm assuming, I think he would have the Packers there, especially. Yeah, I do have the Packers. Yep. So I have the Packers there and then Saints would be playing the Bucks. I have Ooh. the Saints winning. Marshawn Lattimore is like a very good corner. They're just so young. And the Bucks, I just don't see them beating New Orleans Saints. Like New Orleans Saints are the only team that can match them talent wise sometimes. And and we've seen that in the regular season because I think yeah. the Saints beat them twice, didn't they? I, I know they so. beat them the first week of the year. They killed them the first week of the year. Um, but yeah, you're yeah. right. The Saints match up very well with the Bucks. So the Saints um, there. I, I think the Saints are they've been yeah. the same team for three years now. They've been probably the best team going into the playoffs every single year for the last three years. It's just, will they get fucked on some bullshit or not? I mean, Minneapolis miracle PI, whatever happened yeah. last year. I just, can they, can they make it through a whole playoffs without getting fucked? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I mean, who knows? That's the beauty Maybe. of the playoffs though. That's the beauty that of the is. playoffs. That is. Um, so in the AFC, I have the chiefs Ravens. It would be chiefs Ravens. Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes. They're just so – Tyreek Hill is so fast. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, after saying all that about Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes is the best football player that I've ever – I, and I just say it because I have never felt a way watching someone where I just am like, this dude, I don't care if it's third and 20. I don't care if it's fourth and 15 on his two-yard line and he needs to throw for a 98-yard touchdown. Like, I think he's going to do it. Like – I, there's not a throw he can't make. Like, there, I I just think that I have this confidence, and I don't know why, but he's gonna win every game. He's gonna make every throw. He's gonna do it because he's he's never not done it. Like, when is he yeah. ever not? Um, I mean, this is a whole rabbit hole to go down. But if you want to really look up what's Patrick Mahomes' worst NFL game, it's 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 pretty scary. It's like two fifty and two touchdowns. Like that's his worst worst game. <laughs> yeah, he's unbelievable. He he kind of reminds me of like Mike Trout in the baseball, where he's an MVP every year and you don't even know it because he's that good. Like it's yeah. just it's excellence is like the the bar for him. Yeah, which is crazy. Exactly. It's you look up. Oh, Mike Trout's leading the league in war. Oh, uh, yeah, Mahomes is beating everyone pass rating by fifteen points. Just yeah, yeah I agree crazy. with you. So um, the Chiefs win that game. They shut down okay. the bar. Lamar just so much real estate in his head. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, Patrick no, Mahomes I think so I much think, real estate in his head. Yep, I agree with you there. 
Um, and then you have your your team, your team of destiny. Yeah. Bills, Steelers, got to take them. Josh Allen, he's very young. He's just a very good quarterback. Uh, I forgot their OC is probably going to get a head coach job because he's done a oh, great yeah, job. Oh, yeah, he's very – Dable's very good, and he's, yeah, he's, he's a hot done a, He's done a great job with Josh Allen out of Wyoming. And uh, so they get the dub there. And then it's Packers-Bills in the Super Bowl. Oh, he's got Packers. Packers. <laughs> I'm taking the Packers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers gets another ring. Uh, which will probably Do you think that would seal? Argument. It's going to start an argument from people like, Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time. Or I was honestly just going to say that exact same thing. Do you think that would put him ahead of Brady? I don't think it'll put him ahead, but I think Rodgers could have a case. It'll be like. You're saying the conversation is going to start. We're all going to get annoyed so very soon. I think it's going to be like Kobe, like rest in peace. But I think it's going to be like Kobe as the greatest player of all time. Um, like MJ and LeBron are there, but people are always going to put his name in it. And I think that's okay. going to be similar. I, I can agree with that because you have Montana and Brady. And then – no, I, I that's, that's a good analogy. Um, I think – yeah, and I think that's what people say about Kobe too is um, – Maybe he didn't have the most accomplishments. Maybe he didn't win as many rings as as um, Jordan. But you know, you could argue that 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 man was the most talented, hardest working, just baddest fucking dude to play basketball ever. And uh, so that's probably and... the same thing. Probably the same thing you could say about Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. No, yeah, Rodgers like is great. Rest in peace, Kobe. But Rodgers is a bad, bad man. I mean, also Tanyan got screwed out of the Pro Bowl. Uh, however, you say him, their tight end got Tanyan, screwed out of the yeah. Pro Bowl. He's he was he, I, I would put him up there honestly um, as one of the best pass catching tight ends in the uh, in the NFL. Um, I heard he had he had worked with Kittle um, a lot, like he trains with Kittle, so that could you know explain some stuff. But okay. I just Did I just think that when... he's very underrated. Did you see when Evan Ingram found out he went to the Pro Bowl? He literally laughed and he was like, "What?" Because he had Evan Ingram like has the most drops so passes bad. in the league. Ever so, and then if you watch the fucking Cowboys Giants game last week, he had like three drops, and then he had two. He had one that he tipped and was a pick. And so I went on Twitter. Everyone's making fun of him because this is what he does every game. And then literally the next possession, he does the same thing, and it should have been a pick, and the Cowboys DB dropped it. Yeah, I know. So he's literally like. <laughs> The, the Pro Bowl is laughable. I hate the Pro Bowl. It's laughable. It's, it's all about contracts and people trying to get, you know, incentives. But it's stupid. It's And then this year, I, I mean, you know, I who cares? But I guess they're going to have a uh, a Madden tournament instead of the Pro Bowl. And it's going to be like a – Oh, yeah, like I saw that. On ESPN. Just, why don't we just – we should just have the players do a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what you want. Basketball, charity basketball game. Yeah, charity bad something, man. I I don't I don't want to watch Madden. No, neither. Um, yeah, who do, you, yeah. who do you have in the Super Bowl? You got Are you gonna give your? You know, I I I don't I don't think I can give you a full breakdown like you did, but off the top of my head, um, I think I really like the Packers, um, in the NFC. I think how how the playoff bracket went they get the rams in the second round and the uh the saints and the buccaneers would play each other because i think both those teams could give the packers problems like we saw the buccaneers blew out the packers 
And that was really the last bad loss the Packers had ever since then they've been on a tear. Um, so I just think that if, if they, they can get, they got on a good side of the bracket and uh, if they can avoid one of those two teams and just play one of them in the NFC championship and it's going to be in Lambeau, if you can get Drew Brees or Tom Brady in the snow in Lambeau, it's cold. I just, there's, there's no way I don't think the Packers get to the Super Bowl. Um, and then playing them, as, I, I, as you kind of, I feel like, picked up, I'm not a big Bills believer. Um, I love Josh Allen. I think they're great. I think they're going to be good for multiple years. But I'm, the, the pressure might get to them. They could lose that game. They could Colts. They could lose the next game. They could, the AFC is a bloodbath. There's so many good teams. Um, I think it's going to be just like last year where it could be the Ravens this year where we have a team that no one really thought um, make a run. But after saying all of that, Owen, no one has Patrick Mahomes. No one has the best player in the NFL on their team except for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I what just, about Aaron Donald? You don't I, put Aaron Donald over, over Patrick Mahomes. You, I mean, if you're going to just make the argument football player, football player, yes. But the dude, Patrick Mahomes, I just can't see him losing when it matters. When he tries and that team tries and that team cares, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to beat them. And I don't know if Ryan Tannehill can do it. I don't know if – I guess Josh Allen might be able to do it. But in Kansas City, I, I don't know. It's going to be so hard to beat I just that think guy. They're, I just think they're beatable. They lost to the Chargers and Justin Herbert, and they lost to David Carr and the Raiders. Like – I would say that's it, it's possible. It's possible. Any given Sunday, I think they're going to lose. It's going to happen. It's true. All good. I'm going to say is Patrick Mahomes has lost once in his entire career in the playoffs, and it was a loss that should not have been a loss. Uh, bullshit offside, or not a bullshit offside, but they they got called for offsides on a pick, and uh, you know that game, the Patriots. They she yeah. should have won that game. Come on, and then you guys hey. won the coin toss and didn't get Patrick Mahomes the ball, and. I mean, you got lucky. At least, at the very least, you got lucky. And so, no, Patrick Mahomes, I, I, he, we'll take it. You'll take the W, though. No, a, you will. But if we're lucky. just gonna look at it from Mahomes' side, the dude is five and one in the playoffs, and his one loss was—it's because he didn't get the ball. I mean, if he go, if he would have got the ball, I, I know you as a Patriots fan, you, you were scared. Yeah, and and that's just an overtime rule. I think they should fix it. Why not, like, nope, college sure. – what do you think about overtime? I think college rules, but from, like, the 45 or something, something like that. Okay, because I, I, I was going to say I think college rules, but I, they definitely need to adjust it. Um, even just give both teams a possession, just take away the whole touchdown bullshit. Um, I don't – yeah, I guess just to, that that would be mine. Uh, either either do it from the 45 like you said or take away the touchdown. Um just because the whole touchdown to win the game thing it at least give the other team a chance. I guess their argument would be then the game would just keep going cuz you just keep scoring and scoring. But um I don't know, man. I think people would rather have that than we what we have now and ties and I mean cuz we have ties. I mean that happens every year. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's crazy. It does not so, put a good feeling in a player's <laughs> player's head when you tied. Just like yeah, that sucks. Especially it just after, sucks for both teams. After playing seventy-five minutes of NFL football. Yeah. Can I we mean one? Can we talk about one more thing before we're done? Uh, yep. yep. The, what are, what's your thought on the Eagles? 
Ooh, the Eagles. So yeah, this is like I, I feel very passionately about this to- like topic. Really? Okay, then I'll, I'll just say some. I'll say what I think, and then you can. But uh, I really like, I really like Jalen Hurts. I think their defense is still pretty good. Um, I think they have a good defensive line, and I think they can do some things. Um, the issue is obviously Wentz and their skill position players. Um, so. I guess my solution, if I was the GM, I would trade Wentz. Um, as a Colts fan, I would love to take Wentz. You could get Wentz back with Reich, who was his coach um, when he was pretty much the MVP of the league. Um, and you get it back with Reich, and you just get you get what you can in return. You just get rid of the money um, and move on with Hurts. I would move on with Hurts, I guess, after saying all that. Um, I think I think Hertz is at least worth a year of of looking at. I think he's very. I think at worst he's going to be a, a game manager who's not going to lose you a game, and, and if you have a good defense and and a good team around him, he's going to be able to get you in the playoffs. And I think he has potential to be even better than that. So, I would at least give it a try. But yeah, that's you. I mean. I just think, well, what I wanted to talk about, like, did you see all the Twitter beef and everything about them? Oh, yeah. So, tanking? Eagles, so, okay, yeah. They yeah, purposely yeah, tanked. It was so obvious. It's so fucked up. They need to fire Doug Peterson. Like, he did He did a great Hello? Hey, sorry. You're all good. I think that's on my end, but it just froze for a second. But we're it was I was wasn't even in the middle, so we're good. Um. So what were you? So go. So they they need yeah. to fire Doug Peterson. They need to fire Doug Peterson. He won them a Super Bowl, which was great. But he broke that that bond with Carson Wentz. And when he obviously tanked, and it was for like three draft picks, and you just play the game to win. And some of these players, like not everyone, is a superstar. Some of them actually need the money by playing mm-hmm. in the game. Incentives. I mean, need, we talked about that earlier they, with the sack. Yeah, exactly. They need these incentives to like send their kids to college and, and stuff. They're they're people. And Doug Peterson is purposely like, did you see that that play? Um, you can look it up where the left tackle didn't even block. Or, yep. Or oh no, no, end. he he sold. He sold. Yeah, he didn't even block. Imagine doing that to your brother like that. That just makes me so angry. And you say Jalen Hurts is your guy, which I think that's the right move. That's the right move. Like he should be playing. But you can't say you're trying to win a game and pull your guy that you just sat. He's a rookie. Like, he should be in that game. No, you What can't are do you it. doing? You can't and, do that. He just lost that locker room. It's, I've, ne- it's I've honestly never seen it that public. But just seeing the players on the sideline, just like, what? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Jalen Hurts literally said, like, what is this or something. Yeah, and even other players were just like, what is going on? Like, 
it was it was probably the the most mind boggling like dumbest decision we've seen. I I I don't know. I mean, a tweet that I saw, I guess, kind of made sense to me was this guy said um, tanking is so rare in the NFL that when we finally see it, um, it's such a big deal because this is like so, this is you know we see this in the NBA maybe or we see, you know, stuff like this happen where teams won't play certain players or they'll rest players or blah, blah, blah. But this is really the first time we've seen something like this in the NFL, um, this blatant. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Also, I don't, I don't get as, it. As a player, that's a playoff environment. The Redskins needed to win that game. Like, yep. aren't, aren't the players itching to play in that environment? Like, that would be, that would be so sick. It's a playoff. Season, that was a playoff yeah. game. It was a playoff. Yeah, that was a playoff game. It's it's crazy to me, no, and it's... I have so much respect for the Eagles. I've been to two NFL games in my life, and one was the Miracle in the Meadowlands two, where Deshaun no Jackson way. returned a punt, <laughs> back for the touchdown, Mike Vick, yep. and the other was Kaepernick versus Brady in twenty sixteen. <laughs> you <laughs> lucky two bastard. great games. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That well, was, is that there was... is there anything else you wanna? touch on for nfl nope i think we're all good i think we're all good all right la thank you man it's uh i know it's late um thank you so much for doing this with me uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be editing this uh probably over the next couple days and i will be getting it um out to you guys listening probably on friday or saturday you can find it on the jake albright podcast feed and uh, I will be shouting out Owen's Twitter and Instagram, and then I will also. I don't have. A, I actually don't have a Twitter. Fun fact. Don't, doesn't have a Twitter, so just the Instagram. You can follow him on Instagram, yeah. and uh, yeah. I will also be keeping you guys updated on Owen's podcast, which should be. Yep. Uh, there's no real timetable on it, but next couple yeah. months we. Uh, yeah, Owen. It's, you know, if you want to say some. I'll just say a podcast. quick word. It's uh, called Perspectives of an OG, and it's going to launch sometime in February. Hopefully, I'll get my shit together and <laughs> launch everything. Yeah. I got my cover art, and uh, but there's some things I need to do. And I'm going to be on campus at, at Bowdoin, and I got some guests set up. One of them, his name Connor Stobley. He was one of my teammates, and he is going to be completing the 75 hard challenge, and then he'll wow. be on after he does that. And then uh, two of my ex-teammates, Noah Clack and Will Matovu, are going to come on. And I had some great conversations with these guys. And we're just going to, you know, just just chill, talk about different things. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's yeah. great to hear. Um, I will be sharing the links and stuff once that comes out. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we should try to – let's try to have you on one more time then before, before February. Uh, we All right, can, yeah, we, I'm we just chilling about... in Maine, so. Yeah, cool. I mean, he's just chilling in Maine, folks. Just There's not much to do out there. Hey, it's beautiful. What more can you ask for? You, no, you got to take what you can get, right? Um, but, Owen, thank you so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Had a great time, dude. This is yeah, awesome. we're going to do this more. I'm excited for those games. Yep, everyone, uh, everyone watch some football. When, uh, when Owen and I are wrong, because we're both going to be very wrong, uh, please don't hate us. So Yeah, thanks. Have a good night, everyone. Stay safe and, out uh, there. And, yes, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yep.
all right jake here again thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast if you made it this far i know this one is pretty long it's an hour and a half i don't think i'm going to be doing many this long but we'll see with these interviews we just get going like owen and i did uh, i'm not going to really care about time i just want to focus on a good interview and, and just make sure we get everything we want to talk about talked about so coming up new episode is coming out on monday uh we might not have another interview on Monday. We might just have a solo pod. I'll probably be talking about the NBA and uh, reacting to the NFL weekend. Um, I have so many interviews, so many guest plans, so much stuff I want to do with this. The Uptake Podcast Network, the UptakePodcast.com, the Jake Albright Podcast, the Pop Culture Podcast. Please, please, please stick with us. It's so exciting. It's so fun. Uh, much love. You guys have a great day.